Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for Before Midnight. Oh, we say we were going to stop. They wanted to see the ruins. Yeah, but should we wake them up? I know. You know what, let's do on our way back to the airport. We can catch them. Hmm? You know we won't. Yeah, I'm probably not. Okay. And how did you two meet? We met about 18 years ago. We kind of, sort of, fell in love. And a decade later, we ran into each other. No, no, no. You wrote a book, and I read about it and went to look for it. Oh, that's yeah. pretty romantic. If we were meeting for the first time today on a train, would you start talking to me? Would you ask me to get off the train with you? Of course. Well, this place is so full of thousands of years of myth and tragedy, and I thought something tragic was going to happen. Still there. Still there. Girls, like I don't ogle girls. I make love to them with my eyes. Oh, wow. I'm stuck with an American teenager. I feel close to you. Yeah. And sometimes, I don't know, I feel like you're breathing helium and I'm breathing oxygen. What makes you say that? I wanted you to say something romantic and you okay. okay. You are the mayor of Crazy Town. Do you know that? You are? This is how people start breaking up. Oh, my God. I assure you, that guy you vaguely remember, the sweet romantic one that you met on a train, that is me. Why am I finding myself yes. so attracted to this woman? <laughs> Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Donna Friedkin, and tonight's guests, Richard Linklater, Julie Delpy, and Ethan Hawke. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, I have to say, on a personal note, I get paid to see movies for a living, and most of the stuff you see is really, uh, you know, whatever. This was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. At what at what point, what was the genesis of this film specifically? It's, the, it's obviously the third in the trilogy, which is repetitive, but it kind of concludes yeah. a story of Jesse and Celine. The third in the trilogy. The th the, in the quartet. <laughs> so the genesis is obviously the first two films. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I, it was kind of like doing the second film. Although no one wanted the second film, we all got asked about, are we going to make a third film? I guess when you make a second, it begs the question. But um, it was probably the same six or seven years of not having any ideas about it. And then we all start talking and realize Jesse and Celine are at a new, new place in their lives and have something to say. You know? I mean, one of the things that happened, when we made the first film in 1994, before Sunrise, uh, we kind of left it behind. And Richard asked Julie and I to be a part of his film, Waking Life. And that was the first time the three of us were really like in alone alone in a room trying to be creative together and it was only two or three days that we worked on it but we had a blast and i i feel like we all well julie and i left austin thinking we should work together again well even in austin we looked at each other and said okay we should Maybe we, we should, should do it, it. let's we get over our yeah. jesse and celine because it's yeah. scary it's scary to go back into the same characters because you feel like if you that was a special time for us and people really have years. ownership of those characters. Yeah. 
And then that, that feeling of maybe we'll make it worse uh, was very difficult with the third film because those Before Sunrise and Before Sunset are movies that, A, we really enjoyed making and they mean a lot to us and so to, the possibility that we might undermine them by making a really lousy third one uh, is a kind of choking fear. Stressful, yeah, it's stressful. Stakes, I mean, for us at least. So how did you guys develop the, the storyline for this one? The shootouts, the drug addictions, I mean, it's all <laughs> very, very dramatic. Yeah, yeah, sex changes. It always, there's always a period of like five years, six years where we don't even look into, I mean, you know, I think the first film we didn't even look into a second one for five, six years. And then this one, we kind of leave, left it, you know, alone for five, six years. And then we started, you know, should we meet and talk about it? And then, yeah, like, okay, let's meet and talk about it. So in 2010 or something, we, we met and started talking about a possibility of a developed third one. Developed an outline. Yeah, a pretty developed specific an outline. outline. And I guess the, the pivotal moment was when we realized we all wanted to write about the same thing. I mean, I think if, if that didn't happen, we probably wouldn't have made the movie. Like, you know, if somebody really was thinking about a different kind of subject. And, but the fact that we all had the kind of same end goal allowed us to be in the room together and write. For each of you, what's your creative process like? Do you go, do you sit down and write for a certain number of hours every day or does it just kind of come at you in spurts? In on this project or yes. life in general? On this project. Because this is probably, this is very different than I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, we all have these creative outlets, our other, you know, films and Julie directs stuff. and does craft services and soundtracks and everything yeah. else yeah. in our movies and Ethan <laughs> does a lot of theater. Ethan does theater, writes novels, you know, we all have our thing. But this one, this time was a little different because on the second film we did spend a lot of time alone. Emailing, emailing each other. And we had this thing going. But this time around, I think... Parenthood had overwhelmed everyone just enough that also me do I mean I uh, Parenthood mixed with directing two movies yeah. in a row after yeah, you weren't giving birth I mean just crazy so we had to idea. get in a room together this time we had an outline we were all had a bunch of ideas and we had been working a little bit but it, we sat in a room for ten weeks basically that was the the birthing room. The yeah. birthing room. Yeah. I mean, we had to we kind of lock ourselves outside of the world because we so, otherwise we would have so, never been able so to in Greece, really focus. So we, we sat down and just did it. You know, it was, it was pretty grueling, actually. Fun. You know, we, we all get but along. But hard, because we knew we were going to shoot at the end of that. When the other films, there was an original script, and then we, we worked entirely. Then the second film, we had almost the film. Mm-hmm. Right. Like before, we even went to before Paris, sunset, so. before we got to Paris, there was a screenplay that was going from beginning to end, even though we had to rewrite a lot of yeah. stuff. And this one, we had little. I mean, that was really scary to me. As I mean, like me, I was terrified. I know he was, but he doesn't show it. And <laughs> Ethan is very self secure, so he knew he was going to pull it off. But that's her way of saying he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> And Julie, I was actually only half kidding about the craft services. For two days in New York, you produced, you wrote, you directed, you acted in it. Was this she scored the film? Yeah. I scored. Was this <laughs> edited it? Is it easier for you to kind of just act, so to speak, or is there more no, pressure? No, it's it's uh, well, we did the writing part, but then once once that was mm -hmm. done, yeah. you know, he. The, uh, the director went to direct and we actors went to rehearse because that's one thing that's really hard with those three films is the amount of dialogue and also in a way, you know, like the way it is directed, which is, you know, I think really great, which is like those long takes. 
because it gives that sense of reality and naturalism, but it's actually really hard to do as an actor because you have to be. So that's our part. The, the, it's, I you get know, a it's perverse e thrill <laughs> out of when we do that segue from the writing and then, okay, I'm making a movie and they're acting in the movie and I get this look once I can see their faces when they really fully understand how much dialogue they have to memorize. That's one wrote. thing you're, you're and, writing and, and you think it'll be great there's if a certain, I had this yeah. huge speech. There's and a I certain this, fear and, and a certain little, and we've done it before, it but then us, and then it was like, oh, and I want to do that whole scene in like one, one take. Yeah. I think we can, and they just get like, oh, God. No, but I they, they have to work so hard. Yeah, because it, it, it all looks like improv. Looks, yeah, yeah, that's, but it, it, it isn't, it isn't at all. Yeah. No, it's, uh, but actually, no. I mean, you know, when I'm directing myself, it's very difficult because I have to constantly check on the monitor and stuff and working with Rick and knowing, I mean, I, I trust him 100% on, you know, what he's doing as a director. So I, I never even look at the monitor. I'm basically, you know, and, and that's very relaxed. I mean, you know, it's compa in comparison, it's it's a little less, uh, it's another kind of stress because those those. Like, as he said, a very stressful takes, but at least you know it's uh, it's easier for me a little bit. You know, Ethan, what was the biggest challenge for you in revisiting Jesse? I, I think the biggest challenge was what I mentioned is the fear of um, these movies are special to me, you know, um, and you know they're just they're not a job. It, it's some. The first film, when Julie and I met in 94 in Vienna, Rick really... It's not for the money you're making this film? Oh, it's always for the money. Everything's for the money. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, if, um, Rick really encouraged Julie and I to contribute and in a way that I'd never been asked to before. And I don't think it's any coincidence that after that movie, Julie and I both went on to write and direct. And it, it was a very empowering experience to have somebody that you really respect you know, Rick had made Slacker and Dazing and Fused at that moment, and uh, I had a lot of respect for him, and, and he treated us with a lot of respect. And it's an empowering experience uh, to have somebody do that and, and say, you write that scene, you know, you come on, you can do it. What's the thing you said? Let's write that down. Come on, and, and, uh, and so the movies took on a large, they, they, they're not, they mean something to me. And, you know, you don't want to do that we don't want to be together just because we're friends and we enjoy it. We don't want to, you know, put water in the beer, so to speak. You know, we want to really contribute, and that I think was what made sitting in the room such an intense time this third time. And also the fact that they're they're 40 now, and so their problems are, the movies inherently get richer and more difficult to write. Well, it's yeah. You get more. I mean, I don't know why. Someone told me life gets simpler and easier what? as you get Who older. Told you this. What age is that? Yeah. <laughs> Were you talking to my son? Ninety. You know? Simple, like, like ninety-five when yeah. he started losing it. You know, it's like then it gets easier. <laughs> it's like you don't know what's going on anymore. But like, and, uh, respect to every. You know, my my grandma died at a hundred. She was a hundred percent there until the end. But anyway, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Someone told me it gets easier, but I, it's not getting easier. It's it actually more, more complex. Yeah, yeah, it gets more complicated. More complicated you kind of let things go too. You know, you're well, I guess less, you realize just, what's important. Yeah, you, you hope you yeah, know. your priorities shift around. So, and I just wanted to talk a little bit also about how unforced and naturalistic the the the, the film is, the way it was shot. And I love that quote from Julie during one of your many Q and A's that 
people don't have sex wearing bras. <laughs> and that pretty much exemplifies how the, the relationship scenes were shot in the movie. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, as intimate as we are, and we've known each other 19 years now, I mean, we still have to remind ourselves, you know, it's like, okay, well, you guys have been together nine years. You know, you know it's not out of the ordinary if you, you grab someone in a really familiar way in a really, you know, What do you mean? Place. Then, grab somebody in a familiar way. What do you, what, what, what exactly do you mean Well, you have to see the movie to, yeah, to see. Yeah. We're holding back a little bit. But it's also funny but not to... The first time you touched Julie, like, you know, she was kind of like, ah, you know, who are you? I'm like, come on. <laughs> You've had a kid with this guy. You've kids, you know, you get used to it. You know, it's almost a, weird. Like, I had to disconnect my brain from Julie, like, entirely kill Julie inside my brain because I was like seeing Ethan kissing my breast. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you really have to disconnect. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's said that every woman who I've ever been with says he kisses my breast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's really, it's actually, people think, you know, we're comfortable with each other, but it's actually, no. like, really weird, because he's an old, I mean, like, it's weird. It's like an old friend. Because he's old. <laughs> because he's old. <laughs> no, but it's funny. I mean, it's really, I, I mean, that's what acting is about, you know, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I found it really easy. being comfortable. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Do it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> And I know you've probably been asked this a million times. Do you see yourself doing another one, or is this it? I mean, right now, I don't think we see ourselves doing anything. The intensity of the work when we work on these films. I mean, you know, we joke about it because, you know, we have to. Otherwise, you know, it sounds a little crazy. But it's true that the intensity of the work is so much. Like, we can't even think about it for five, six years. Like, it's... In the process of writing, we try so much to be as true as possible. I mean, you know, I know it sounds weird because a lot of people think people that make movies, it's about, you know, the job and the the business and all this. But actually, those films, it's... And, I mean, I have to say, most of what I'm tr- trying to do, and Ethan and Richard, too, is, like, we really enjoy making movies. And so we try to be as truthful as possible and really follow our creative... You know, it's wonderful to be able to express yourself, you know? I mean, I don't know if anyone here is a creative person, but, you know, in some way or anything, you know, I'm sure many people here are, you know, in many ways, because I think everyone is creative in some way. It's a wonderful thing to be able to do, and I think, you know, but but it's so intense that it it really takes time to rebuild that capacity at doing it again. Like, it's not like, you know, you need it to, you need to build again, you know? It's not uh, something you can just get out and that. Once and you're done with this yeah. Q&A, you're going to go to Starbucks and start writing right. you know, the next well, one. <laughs> we like working together, but that alone isn't the reason to do a film. We've, we've been here two times now, and we, you know, we're not going to do it just to do it. We'd have to, Jesse and Celine would have to have something to say. Something to say, yeah. About, we need to feed, you know. But if we kept our nine-year thing, they would be 50 and 20, 50, 20, 50 years old. 2022. 21. I just I, th- I think about the first one and, and I think to where I was in my life and it's just it's so it's so fascinating to have these cinematic mementos of your life. It, it's strange, know. you know. I think if we you couldn't plan something like this. I was saying to somebody the other day that I, I feel like these movies happen to us. You know, I mean, you couldn't if you'd plan to do a, a romantic. A movie that spans 20 years, 20 years and you're going to work on it every night. I mean, you, you would never do it, or if you did, it, 
it would seem strange, but somehow the, it's kind of like Jesse and Celine just keep calling us. Um, and if that happens again, we'll make another one. And if it doesn't, this will be it. Yeah, we're fine. If, this, if you know, if we never plan this. this, this if, end, you know, yeah. if it's just a trilogy, that's that's pretty great. We we said that the last two times too. And did you guys we're know? Okay and, and we'll turn this over to some of the folks here. But when you guys wrapped the first one, did you know that you had something special and and and, and so timeless? I think when we wrapped the first one, Julie never wanted to see me again. <laughs> I, I, I think she had spent she enough told time. Me that. Yeah. 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 I don't remember. Did I, I really remember. hate you that much? He doesn't remember those whole oh, years. Oh, you took your top off, and it was it was fun. But I didn't think we were going to make another movie. You were <laughs> always <laughs> taking your top off. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? He's, he's joking. What is he talking about? Not really. <laughs> Look at our crew photo from yeah. that year. <laughs> oh, the crew, oh, the crew photo. I flashed the rest. Oh, big deal. <laughs> Americans, you know, they can't... <laughs> No, it was special to us, but I'd, again, you, we wouldn't have predicted necessarily, you know, but I think Ethan was the first one somewhere in there, maybe after the Waking Life moment, when you, you used the term life project, which we all have life projects, you know, in different things, but it was, you know. You know, I was like thinking when we did, I was thinking it would be fun to do like a sequel, like I had this of like in real time, but like a, a sex scene. That's how I think. I mean, that's just an idea of mine. I'm working on this little porn <laughs> site that we're yeah. setting up. It's really exciting. I mean, in more ways than one. Do you, you I, always talk. I keep, why you know, we said, we, said know. we wouldn't talk about, I know, I know. about those things again. No, because... When the three of us get together, it does get pretty pervy. <laughs> you know, more and more, it's the more we know each other, the older we get. It's funny because we write really romantic stuff, but we can't stop saying dirty things when... It, oh. No, no, it's no, but as a, joke, as a joke, as a joke, we're very, you know, we're very joking. No, that was a sincere thing, we had this idea of, like, two people talking the whole time while they had sex, and that would be the Yeah, that the would movie. be funny, like a yeah. non-stop dialogue as you they're having sex. talking you know, the whole time about other things, N not, like, whispering sweet nothings or something, to be talking about existential crises. All right, so I'm sure you guys have questions. What really caught my attention was that um, how you build that chemistry between the two characters and how that, that uh, chemistry that you can feel through the um, screen, how that chemistry changed through the three, three films. Movies. Yes. You know, I don't know, you know, the chemistry thing is like, I guess Richard in the casting process probably yeah. just Th that's why he was doing the casting. Is yeah. he, he tried us out with like different people? Yeah, he's like, does she work with this guy? Yeah, who this looks guy? good together? Who seems to click? Yeah. You know, I think chemistry is something you know. You don't control. It's it's, it's it either. But change it in some way through the movies. I mean, you yeah, also I mean, feel that. I done our dynamic. I mean, you know, chemistry. I I don't really know what chemistry is. It's unexplainable. You know, it's it's kind of like. You know, when we work together, I mean, we get along. I mean, we very, we 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 do love each other. In you know, all three, we all love each other. Not like you know, the the, the work session. Don't worry, it's like really, you know, we're writing. <laughs> like, I'm saying love as like a a sharing kind of creative process. You know, and I think that chemistry is also coming from that. Like, uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Ethan. I, I think he, he, he sort of has a little bit of respect for me. And <laughs> no, but I think it's, a, you know what I mean? It's like, um, and, we, and we get each other, like we understand each other. 
you know, and I think that's the first step, maybe, you know. And then it's chemistry. It's like chemistry and between you and your boyfriend, not, between you and, and your and friends. And they're good actors. They're good actors, too. You can act that. That's important for those two characters. You can fake chemistry, so. too, in some films. Well, you did it great, and thank you at so much. At faking it. We did good at faking yeah. it. <laughs> you can, thank you. You can fake know. sincerity. Yeah, we can fake you sincerity can amazingly. I don't know. Those, those, those long dialogue scenes, that would be pretty hard to fake. I mean, no, but I think you know a lot of the acting is 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 about like making. I mean, we have a chemistry as friends, I think, you know, but I think transforming that chemistry into a relationship chemistry is where, you know, I think the acting is involved. You know, it's like we turn this into something else. What, think, are, you, think, are you going to say something funny again? I can see in your I face you're going to say a joke again. I, I, I was going to say that if. I feel like we're playing a weird game where somebody's trying to make us say the word chemistry as much as possible. <laughs> and, and, yeah, but anyway, it's just a... Never mind. I'd like, ooh, I'd like to congratulate all of you on developing a series of romantic films that resonates with as many men as women. Uh, that's not always easy to do. Uh, but my question is, uh, the, final, uh, the last film, the second one, uh, Before Sunset, Uh, could you talk about the final scene? Uh, I think that's the greatest ending of any movie I ever saw. Uh, how you came up with the final line, uh, you know, "Baby, you're gonna miss that." that that's plane. what you're. I love the ending of that movie so much. It, it's it, it's like a little Zen cone or something. And and what's you know I was talking about the fear of doing a third one. It's like I did. It, I almost didn't want to break the spell of that ending. You know, it, it, it's such a it's such an odd ending. And so I I, I don't know. Sorry, it's, but. Rick, but you were asking the uh, yeah, who, who came up with oh, that well, line? How, off, how did you develop the, that scene? The male thing, yeah. We've always tried to keep this as much as possible, and it's really hard to achieve a a feminine masculine balance of as close as you can get to fifty fifty as possible, and that that's you know it's hard to kind of get that POV I think in most in most movies. So Julie has a strong not only feminine voice but masculine voice too, and I think Ethan and I contribute also to the you know, our feminine, feminine side. So we're all kind of a mix in there, but that's, that's always something we're going for. As, as far as the, the end of the first movie, that we, the second movie, we had that in the outline. It's not like something we discovered it's along the way. written early on, yeah. And it was, it was really based on a lot of our writing process is just completely digressive and telling stories and just, we're trying to focus it on the work, but we're really have permission to talk about anything. And we cover the gamut of you know, politics, sex, art, culture, just every, anything that's on any of our minds. And uh, Julie was actually telling that particular story about, we were, Nina Simone had just passed away and she was talking about seeing her in concert. And so, so much of that, the last bit about that was I remember really Actual, vividly being in we a room. We were sitting across the room yeah. and kind of Julie was went. telling the story and Rick goes like this. She's telling the story and Rick just goes like this. Hey. <laughs> that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's kind of how it started. Yeah, yeah. and then the line when Julie says, you're going to miss that train, that plane, that, plane that, that, I don't think that was scripted so early. I think we came to that later. You know, like we had to earn that one, I think. Yeah. But I'm not sure. It, it might have been there. But I don't know. I, I remember. Uh, yeah. The, the first point. movie, we work on these as we're doing them. We're working on weekends and the night before. And this one wasn't an exception. The end of this movie was something that shifted around quite a bit. You'll see. It wasn't. It's, you know, it, it's, 
you know, to get the right note, you have to kind of have lived it and not just rehearsed it, but maybe filmed it. So if we're lucky enough to film in order sequentially, which we have been to some degree, particularly on the first film, you know, it, that works for us, you know. When you guys sat down to write this one, how did you uh, know what was authentic to Jesse and Celine? Were there a lot of plot points that you threw out or? Yeah, well, it's also differentiating our lives from Jesse and Celine. Once you work through their backstory, what they've been doing the last nine years, then you can feed into that. But uh, I think we're each other's sounding boards. You know, if, if we throw out something and the other two don't like it or don't respond, it, we just move on to the next the next subject. It's a tone thing, I think. We, there's a certain tone that before sunrise set, like a mood that, that happens, and then before sunset built on that tone. And there's certain things that some of us will work on that we'll have a lot of passion for, but the other two will feel like it's just not the tone of these movies. And, and it's somehow, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we all have, that? we leave 95% of our material never makes it in the movie, that we bring forth all this stuff, and if it doesn't resonate with the others, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit in the movie, so, you know, but we're always encouraging and pushing one another to, you know, like I said, we spend a lot of time just talking, but if, if you say something and the other two people go, hey, that's funny, that should be, often the person who's saying the story or whatever doesn't, isn't necessarily thinking, oh, I'm saying something to be in the movie, but if your two cohorts go, hey, that's really good, we should keep, let's talk more about that, then, you know, you're off and running on something that might fit in the movie somewhere. But, you know, most of our stuff obviously doesn't. Richard, uh, I'm kind of a contemporary of yours, a few years older, have two young sons that are almost teenagers, I, I look at your career, I really kind of look in their lives and where they're going and their careers and very aware of that. And I look at you and somewhere in your 20s, you're working on an oil rig in Houston. And in years, hence that, you're working with people, one of the, my favorites, Jack Black. How does one go from there? I guess you were probably somewhere in your 20s at that point in life, you know, with Ethan, like, it was acting fairly young, and Julie has a background with parents, but how about you, okay, making that yeah. break at that point? What really, what was the tipping point? Um, I think I was always a writer. I didn't, I came from a place in East Texas where making films or even being very creative wasn't really a career choice, or, but so I came to it a little later, but yeah, I, I had a job, I saved up my money, but I think by about age 20, I had sort of discovered cinema 20, almost 21, and so I just dedicated myself to it fully. I mean, you can't get anywhere in this world unless you're all in on whatever it is you're, you do, you know, so I don't, I don't know what to say except, you know, you just, you dedicate your life to it, whatever that is, you know, but I, I, I found myself just, you know, watching 600 films a year and reading books and editing all night and shooting film and, you know, I wanted to I just kind of dedicated my life to, to film. And if I wouldn't have been able to make my own movies, I think I would be running a movie theater or be a distributor. There's any number of things I would be doing still cinematically related because I love, I love it so much. So I just happened to get lucky and, you know, 
whatever things have worked out to whatever degree for me. But I think it was just going all in on following that, but discovering it, you know, leaving myself room to, to figure out what I was meant to be doing, maybe. Hi. Um, when Before Sunset came out, I thought it was the, one of the greatest screenplays ever written. And I think uh, all these years later, I believe that even more. And I think there's so much wisdom about love and uh, relationships in that movie. I was wondering if there's a line, a set of lines, or a scene that's made any of the three movies that when you uh, wrote it, that you were like, wow, this is, this is it. This is so true. This is, this is you know, love. I, I, I can kind of answer that question. Yeah. The only, the, the, it's a scary question to answer because it's inherently so self-satisfying to say, this is the moment we did that I really thought was brilliant. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's, a, it's a question built to, um, you know, designed to make us f fall. But I, I will say that um, I was, there was a moment at the very end of Before Sunrise when we were in this kind of dive motel room late, late at night, right before we started shooting. And Rick really wanted to print out the script for the crew the next day. And we'd been, it was, we'd just been working. I was loose. I learned how to juggle. That's how bo <laughs> where bored I was. I mean, we were not bored. I mean, just pacing back and forth in this room, talking and, you know, nervously playing with these oranges. And I got on some extremely, as Julie would say, extremely pretentious riff about, uh, divine God kind of conversations. I'm 24 and I'm talking about God. And, and, and Julia was like kind of just so bored sitting to listening to me talk on the couch. And finally she said, listen, if there's any kind of God, it happens in the space between us whenever two people connect. You know, that's, that's the only thing that I've ever felt. That, all this shit about God is stupid, but that, that's space between us. And Rick and I looked at each other like, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and it's a wonderful moment in Sunrise yeah. when she says that and, and it, it, it comes in something that it was a, a thing there where Jesse says something I believed it then uh, <laughs> um, Jesse says some stuff that a lot of people have found unappealing about Jesse but I think it's very very true of a lot of young men and where he, he shares a rather uncomfortable truth about himself to Celine about kind of wanting to achieve something more than he cares about family or life. Or I mean, he just kind of says, I sometimes think I'd just like to be good at something, you, you know? And, and she basically has an answer for why that might not lead him to a great life. And it was, it's, it's one of my favorite moments in that movie. And it's totally 100% Julie Delpy, you know? <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming. The movie is fantastic, and thank you three. Thank you for, for being here. This is great. Everybody, join me in thanking our panel for being so great tonight.